Last time on Improv Tabletop, we met our new band of heroes, a group of Halloween-y teens. We've got Harshnag the Troll, Zmei the Akami, the snake serpent creature, and Calcifer the Skeleton, who are all working as interns for Halloween Town PD. They had just gotten a new job from Detective Cranium, the head detective, that they were going to be going to the Battle of the Bands because they'd received a tip-off that somebody was going to be bringing some laced candy to the Battle of the Bands, and they needed to do a little bit of an undercover sting operation. So they all went to the Spirit Halloween inside the police department, and Calcifer got a cop costume, Zmei got a Gene Simmons costume, and Harshnag got a Dracula costume. So now that they are thoroughly dressed up, it's time to see what's going to happen with our heroes as they invade the Battle of the Bands here in the world of Halloween PD. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Brower, definitely a vampire. Heather Brower, I'm here for everything. Evan Peterson, totally not a cop, bro. Mmm, so convincing. Speaking of totally a vampire, if you hear any purring during the course of this episode, you're just going to have to deal with it, because my cat, Count Strahd von Zarevich, needs attention right now, so he is in my arms as we are recording this, <laughs> and uh, I'm not mad about it, and if you hear his purring, just know that he loves you, and that's why he's purring. And the undead lord demands attention. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, does he ever. You just told a bunch of tabletop fans that Count Strahd von Zarevich loved them, and I don't think many of them are going to buy it. Well, you, you, have, you make a very good point, and I'm not going to try and refute. <laughs> It. So getting back into our story, we left off with you guys heading out of the precinct, getting ready to go on this sting operation. Is there anything that you guys want to do before you head to the Battle of the Bands? Uh, I want to um, stop by the supermarket and buy some uh, hamburger meat and try and mold myself a face around my skull. <laughs> oh my god. Roll to overcome with clever. Uh, that's a plus two. <laughs> All right, yeah, you succeed. Um, so you're all like, what the heck is Calcifer doing in there? And he walks out with a face. Dude, that's <laughs> totally sick. I didn't think my costume was convincing enough. If you weren't dressed up as a cop, I honestly wouldn't have even recognized you coming out. <laughs> well, you got me terrified. <laughs> Excellent. Well then, shall we proceed to the gathering? Yeah, I got us this totally sick ride. And it's this giant half of a pumpkin on wheels <laughs> with snakes and skulls on the side, by the way. Ooh. Perfect. So you all hop into the pumpkin mobile and you head to the school auditorium where the Battle of the Bands is happening. And uh, Real quick, everybody, before we get there, um... I wonder if we should, like, be a band and, like, be a part of the whole event to try and, like, get in in the crowd. Because if they've got lace candy, you don't know some of these crowds are kind of rough, but you have to, like, get in with them. And so I wonder if, like, we have to get backstage. Oh. And we just do that easily by just being in, being a band competing in the competition. No, 
harsh nag. Did you want to hear me play? Because I like got my guitar right here. <laughs> and he pulls out his guitar. It's kind of strapped to his back. So he just kind of pulls the strap a little bit. So it goes up to where his wings are. And his wings start playing on the guitar. <laughs> his wings We're going to be a band. We're going to be a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As May's playing, I'm gonna dislocate my hands so I just have wrist stubs and start playing my own ribs like a xylophone as accompaniment. <laughs> solo! Calcifer solo! And I just. Uh, Harshnag, you like gonna help on this, man? Oh, um, uh, I don't. I didn't bring an instrument with me. Um, uh, m- m- maybe when we get there, I can use somebody's, like, uh, accordion or something. Dude, why? I got the new mega chewing bubble gum. I know you can do some really great stuff with that. Here, pop some in. I am the world's greatest chewer. And I just go to town, just, I just start chewing this bubble gum. And after I chew for a while, I just sort of go into like serendipitous state and I totally forget that like, I'm supposed to be using this to like create music and I just kind of like get lost <laughs> in a Nirvana like state, just like chewing this delectable bubble gum. Wait, 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 wait. Give me that chewing again, the first chewing, not this new chewing. Oh. <laughs> and as you do that, I start drumming along to the beat of your chewing. <laughs> Apparently this band is now Mumblecore. (laughs) (laughs) I legitimately, these are like some of the conversations I had in high school with other friends when we did try to start a band. This is like a point of view from my actual high school years right now. (laughs) Oh, I know, Thomas. I took it out of your journal entries. (laughs) So you guys are pulling up to the auditorium and you see like everybody's here. You've got everybody from the jocks to the cool kids to the emos to the drama club. They're all in their various cliques, all heading into the building. And you guys head around to kind of the back area where they load into the stage. And one of the teachers comes up and it's a teacher that you all recognize. It's, you know, the drama teacher, Mr. Werewolf. Just, that's his name. <laughs> and he sees you all coming up and he's like, Oh, hey there, so you're one of the bands today, it sounds like. Go, uh, hey, Mr. Well- Werewolf, you're uh, looking good today for a zombie. Yeah, well, I try my best. I, uh, I know I don't got the hair and I don't got the teeth and I don't got the claws and all that, but, you know, you live with the name that you were given, even if it's the wrong kind of monster. <laughs> Now, speaking of names, what should I call you? What's the name of your band? And I start, like, having a mini panic attack, just like, um, 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 our name is We Hate Narcs. (laughs) (laughs) We Hate Narcs. And he pulls out a clipboard and he's like, well, that's weirdly on the nose, but I guess, you know, that's just teenage rebellion. And he writes down, we hate narcs on the rest of the, of the Battle of the Pans. As you're wearing a cop costume. <laughs> oh, man. And he, he goes, all right, well, you know, get back in there. We got uh, we got some of the practice rooms that we commandeered from the orchestra. So if you guys need to practice, you can head into one of those rooms and start getting warmed up. Some of the other bands are already in here. 
and you know the uh, the Banshees, they're looking pretty good tonight. They're the ones that everybody's expecting to win. Not Susie and the Banshees because that's a real band. Just the Banshees. They don't have Susie with them. <laughs> no, but they have Jenny, and she is all that and a bag of potato chips. Oh gosh, I'm not ready to get involved in teenage romance. <laughs> I've been working at this school for too long to try and get into that. Said the drama teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Werewolf says, you know, if you want to ask Jenny out, just go for it. I have no stake in what happens afterwards. If she just completely rejects you, then it's no skin off my back. But if she says yes, good job for you. You know, I think I will. I'll totally take your advice. Good. Thanks, Mr. Werewolf. No problem. And he looks at Harshnag and Calcifer and says, it's not good advice. Don't tell your friends to do that. Calcifer, <laughs> you'll ask her for me, right? I lean forward to Mr. Werewolf and I go, I spotted your lies. You soon as you said no skin off your back, we all know it peels extraordinarily easily. You are uncomfortably observant. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll turn to Zmei and say, uh, mm, I am not the greatest in social situations, but I suppose if you'd like me to, I could be your wingman since you are generally mine. <laughs> Good one. I just thought with like your new face and all, it might have like helped your confidence. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Werewolf. We'll just go over here in a private corner and talk about uh, all this stuff. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Just don't drool on the floor. We just got it repainted. As my acid drool starts to like, tss, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> sorry there, <laughs> vampire stuff. <laughs> yeah, you guys go into the backstage of the auditorium and you're passing various other bands. There's one band over here that is like a bunch of swamp creatures and they've got like a jug band going on. And over here, you've got a bunch of ogres and they're just a smash mouth cover band. <laughs> and eventually you make it to a secluded corner in the back and you can start setting up your stuff here. Uh, while we're here, I'd like to be, while we're walking through, we're looking, obviously we want to do good and we want to try and get to the finals, but I'm trying to look for any indication of like laced candy. I know that like back here, backstage, that's where the hard stuff can get passed around, if you know what I mean. So is there any indication of like candy being passed, exchanging hands, secret clandestine meetings, so to speak? Yeah, go ahead and roll to overcome with clever. That's a zero. All right. So you have tied, meaning that you're going to succeed at a minor cost. And you're looking around trying to get a sense of what's going on. And you eventually catch a very interesting looking sight. Next to that band of ogres, the Smash Mouth cover band, you see the son of the scariest monster in all of Halloween Town, the dentist. And the dentist's son is there speaking to the ogres, and you see they're kind of like looking around all suspicious-like. They think that nobody's looking, and you see the dentist's son, uh, his name is William, let's say, William reaches down into his pocket and he pulls out a wrapper 
and you know it's a Butterfingers wrapper, it appears, and he opens it up and pulls out the Butterfingers bar, and you can see there's a carrot in the middle of this Butterfinger bar. And all of the ogres look at it and their jaws drop and their eyes widen and they're like, oh my gosh, is this actually happening? And one of them reaches out and grabs it, hands a bunch of money to William, and they get back to their practicing as if nothing has happened. Okay. So as I see this happen, I immediately sort of like my palm just smacks Zmei and goes, Did you see that over there? Did you see that? I think it just hand- there was just a handoff right in front of us. What? And as you point over to William the dentist's son, here's the minor cost. Mm -hmm. You point and you both look over and at that exact moment he looks towards you and notices that you have both noticed him and that you're staring at him. Oh, uh, uh. At this moment, because I want to save my friend Harshnag here from embarrassment and being caught, and I'm going to roll myself almost like a bowling ball, but more like a ring, right? Because that's what my body will do. And bowl him over and be like, tag, you're it! (laughs) And run away. (laughs) I'll say, go ahead and roll to attack with Flashy. Oh, yeah. He's going to try and defend with Quick to dodge out of the way. It's a zero. He rolled a plus one, so he steps nimbly to the side as you go just rolling past him and you, like, smash into a drum set that one of the other bands has had set up. But um, in a, And in, like, a smooth movement as he steps out of the way, he starts sauntering his way up to the group. Real quick, Ned, uh, is there any way as he, as he walks up, I'm, like, trying to flash my teeth a lot to try and, like, hide who I am and just like <laughs> yeah, roll to overcome with sneaky to try and hide your identity and he's going to roll to overcome with clever to see if he notices okay I got a plus three on that man he rolled pretty poorly he only got a plus one turns out that Thomas is just the king of absurd disguises actually working on this podcast <laughs> First Moby Dick, (laughs) then Harshnag. So yeah, he comes sauntering up and he sees you and he's like, Well, Mr. Vampire, I've not seen you around these parts. Are you a new student here? Yeah, I came here from Transylvania not too long ago. (laughs) Well, Louise, don't have your dental record, then I would imagine I would love to get into those chompers and make sure everything is healthy and good to go. That'd be really nice, but my uncle, he's pretty particular, and uh, so we go over to Barovia whenever we need to uh, get a few checkups. Oh, don't tell me you're afraid of the dentist. No, no, no. And uh, while I'm saying this, um, my actual fear as Harshnag is bubbling out um, and my slobber starts to come out and as it like drips down onto the ground, kind of bubble acid, but I'm like trying to like wipe away the slopper away and like, of course not. It's, uh, uh, you know, me being a miner, I don't have a lot of control over the whole situation, you know? (laughs) I'd like to grab an amplifier and slide it underneath him to catch the acid. Mm. and just ruin the equipment instead of the nice new floors that just got painted. (laughs) (laughs) 
and then as it's eating away, I'll look at him and go, mm, I'm a new student as well, as a piece of hamburger falls off my face onto the amp. All right, you go roll to overcome with sneaky as well. He's going to once again try and overcome with clever. It's a minus one. And he got a plus two. Oh. So he watches that piece of hamburger fall off onto the amp, and he sees the bone underneath, and he says, I would recognize those by cuspids anywhere. <laughs> Calcifer the skeleton. I didn't know that you were into performing music. I don't know what you're talking about. I am a normal high school student who dislikes police officers. Oh, don't we all? Don't we all? They're just the worst. Well, I hope you're not planning on winning this competition. Me and the plaque removers are going to suck up all the competition. Hmm, well, I might have a trick or two up my pocket. And I tug on my pocket as if it makes me look cooler for some reason. But to get to my button-up shirt with the pocket protector, I have to, like, undo my cop costume shirt first and then, like, pull it to the side and then tug on the pocket. I'm sure you're trying to make a point, but I'm sure it's not landing. In any case... You losers, get ready to stay in the losers circle because we are going to uh, wow the audience tonight. At this moment, Zmei has made his way over, but unfortunately a little bit embarrassed by hitting a drum right in front of Jenny. He has shrunk really small Mm. and he is right behind William now. And he's a little angry, and he's going to try to wrap in between William's legs so that when William walks, he falls over. (laughs) All right. I'll say roll to overcome with sneaky. Yeah, classic teen stuff. That is a minus one. Wait, wait, I didn't plus anything, so it's a zero. William rolled a minus one, so he does not notice that you have wrapped around his legs there. I am going to succeed in embarrassing William. Hey, Ned, what instrument does William play? Uh, He, as he's been kind of talking up a big game, you notice he has like, it looks like a keyboard. It's like a keytar almost. That's so cool. (laughs) But you see that each key is hooked up to a dentist's drill that rotates at a different arc. RPM, creating a different pitch of dentist drill noise. Ugh. That's really bizarre. It's horrifying. Um, while she is wrapping around his legs, can I use my stunt to pull out a device that I can plug into his guitar to hack into it? Ooh, yeah. What does this device look like that you pull out of your infinite pocket protector? So this particular device looks like a dentist's worst nightmare, a candy bar. Ironic considering the the laced candy, but uh, it's a little candy bar with a USB on the end and most guitars will have a USB port along the back. Of course. So I'm just going to kind of like, after uh, he insults me, I'm just going to kind of like, hmm, and get up and walk off like I'm sort of storming off. And as I walk by, I want to reach over and plug it into the back of his keytar. All right. And since you used your stunt for that, I'm going to say we're not going to need to roll for that one. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, at this point, uh, he is getting ready to make his dramatic exit. And he turns and goes to walk. 
but he's got an okami wrapped around his legs. So he goes right onto his face, just slams straight into the floor and everybody looks and everybody starts laughing at him. And Zmei, you especially notice that Jenny is looking over and she's looking through her big blinking red cyborg eyes oh. and she's <laughs> laughing with all of her other friends in the Banshees yes. at the great misfortune of William the Dentist's son. Well, I am relishing in this rare moment. I am also trying to be aware of anything that might have fallen out of those very loose pockets of Williams because that is another reason I tripped him is I notice stuff in his pockets aren't going to stay there if he's prone. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this just kind of like a flat luck roll. Just go ahead and roll unmodified against a difficulty of zero to see if something cool pops out. Okay. It's a plus two. Plus two. So yeah, he trips and falls, and amidst the confusion, he's like trying to pull himself back up, trying to regain his dignity, but you, like you're already around his legs, you're up close, and you see slipping out of his pocket what looks to be a king-sized Reese's. Gosh dang it, I want a Reese's now. Like we're talking normal size, because I'm probably about two to three feet right now. Are you talking the half pound Reese's cups? I'm talking just like the four pack of like regular sized Reese's cups. Okay. So as I see that, I'm going to slither on top of them, try to shove them in my kiss costume. Yeah. So you cover it with your, your wings that are still large enough to kind of obscure And William is just so mortified at this point that he's not worrying about that. He's just getting up and heading over to his band so he can try to save some face. All of a sudden, I grow to my normal size with a big sneaky smile on my face and like giving the eye to Jenny. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that was me. (laughs) And uh, you notice that Jenny and one of the other girls in the band, she's... This other girl kind of elbows Jenny in the metallic cyborg ribs and points over at you. And Jenny kind of blushes like the metal on her face gets really hot and kind of starts glowing a dull red. And she just kind of slaps her friend back. It's like, no, knock it off. And then they get back to their practice. After seeing that, I- I'm just going to say, Zmei, I've decided I am no longer going to ask her out for you. It would be more meaningful if you would do it yourself. Dude, next time you throw your headphones off of your scared little face, I'm not putting them back on to encourage you to keep gaming. The- come on. These are totally different situations. It's just no, I'm saying no. I'm saying she'll appreciate the gesture more. Why? Well, I, I mean, that guy, he almost noticed us, guys. I mean, he did notice you, Calcifer, as I slap the meat back on your face that has fallen <laughs> off. I mean, we almost just blew the entire operation right there. But I swear he had laced candy, I could have sworn. You passed it off to those ogres over there. Dude, look! And as I do this, I, like, stick out my tongue in a Gene Simmons way, and I just pull down the front of my shirt so they can see the top of a candy bar. And I go, (laughs) (laughs) Hmm... Harshnag, it seems that we now have one piece of evidence, and if this does prove to be laced, 
then we have one person that we know is a distributor of the laced candy, and we can continue to trail him. We gotta analyze this. Quick, let's finally get in the corner that we were assigned. And if it's not laced, Harshnag, you can have it. Okay, thanks. At the next land party you're invited to. And where Harshnag is normally slouching, he slouches a little taller at that (laughs) comment. Uh, But looking at the candy, is it laced? If we break it open, like, is there some sort of, like, uh, is this contraband? Yeah, so if you peel open the wrapper... You can see inside each of the four Reese's cups has been defiled in a different way. One of them has just like pea pods shoved through it. One of them has been like cut in half and a slice of apple has been put inside of it and then the top put back on. There's one of them that has a bunch of pomegranate seeds that have been like shoved into the top. And then the last one has a bunch of lima beans that are rimming all around the outside edge of it. And that lima bean one especially is like, oh gosh, this is the hard stuff. Oh my goodness. They have defiled the healthy candy with disgusting junk food. Usually you wouldn't be sorry, but they're going to be sorry. Uh, As I'm gingerly trying to, like, handle the evidence, my hand slips and touches the contraband. And as it does, I quickly yank it away as there's this gigantic burn mark on my hand when I encountered the contraband. And I'm like, this is dangerous stuff, folks. I mean, can you imagine if some kids actually ate this stuff? I mean, this would happen to their insides, man. We gotta take this guy down. And you hold up your hand and there's like the perfect branded shape of a bean on the side of your hand. We gotta get him. I don't know if I can wait for him to get more stuff out like this. Harshnag, Harshnag, please. Who's holding the candy? Is it Harshnag? Uh, I'd be holding it and like sort of like crumpling at this point as I'm just like aggressively chewing this gum that's been in my mouth since we were riding over here. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and put my hands underneath the cardboard sleeve of the Reese's and like get it out of his hand and set it on top of the amp. And I want to assist him in that by taking my wings on the side of Harshnag's face and doing chewing motions with his cheeks to calm him down. Like a jaw (laughs) massage? Yeah. You know, let's make that a roll. That'll make things interesting. So let's have Zmei roll to overcome with Flashy to kind of soothe him down. And we'll say that Calcifer's assistance will give you a plus one to that roll. Okay, so that'd be a plus three. All right, yeah. So Harshnag, you can feel these chewing motions. It's like, oh, chewing. This is what I meant to be doing. This is right. This is good. Okay. And kind of pulls you down off this precipice. Thanks, guys. He's got a little reel right there. And as I, I look down and the Reese's is no longer in my hands, and if they were, they would have crumpled into my hands with as I they are now fists. And you glance over to see where the Reese's went, and you see the little cardboard tray sitting on the amp, and the acid is continuing to dissolve away at it to the point where there's a hole that's large enough that the Reese's kind of teeter on the edge and slip down inside of the amp. <gasps> I will grab him. All right, roll to overcome with quick. I, I have bones. They can. It's acid. It's fine. Um, 
That's going to be a plus three. Ooh, nice. Ooh. So yeah, you reach in and like you're able to dislocate your joints just well enough that you can kind of contort in ways that other people wouldn't be able to. You grab the contraband as it's about to hit the bottom and you're able to avoid actually touching any of the produce to avoid any nasty injuries to yourself. Nice. And I'm going to slowly lift it back out of the amp. I'm going to reach in my pocket and pull out an evidence bag <laughs> and then set them down inside the evidence bag. All the while us like forming a barrier so nobody sees this. Mm-hmm. Dude, Calcifer, in like your bag, do you have like, I don't know, an ice pack or something? Because I think chocolate melts and I'm definitely staying here to impress Jenny. So <laughs> we need it to not melt until I'm done with that. Okay. Hmm, good point. Um, Dad, is there like ice around or maybe bottles of water for the performers or anything? Yeah, there's a little cooler off to the side. It's like one of those metal tubs that you just fill with ice and there's like cans of Hawaiian punch and orange Fanta and Sprite and all that stuff. I'm going to lean down real, like my chest real close and just start scooping ice directly into my pocket protector as it falls <laughs> down into this alternate dimension and then drop the chocolate in after it. Can you get me a bottle of Miak while you're over there? Mm, certainly. And I grab a bottle. All right. And as you guys have managed to stash away the evidence and kind of recompose yourselves, you hear over the intercom going out into the house of the auditorium, Mr. Werewolf say, Hey, everybody, I'm glad you could all make it here to the Battle of the Bands. Our first contestant is going to be Brains with a Z. And the audience starts clapping and applauding, and the curtains start opening up, and you see there's an entire band of werewolves all dressed like zombies. (laughs) There's one that's got a guitar out in the front. There's one each with a saxophone, a trombone, and a trumpet. There's a drummer in the back. And these guys start playing some banging ska music. Oh, yeah. Dad, how has this podcast existed for less than a year and we've already had two ska concerts? (laughs) Now I get to reuse that ska song that I wrote for Fallout back then. I thought I'd never get to use again. Immediately, Zmei starts dancing. And you can't tell that he's actually skanking because he's got these tiny legs, <laughs> but he's skanking and his wings are a-flapping. And he pulls his hat out of like his costume because he hid it and he puts it on top of his head with the front facing forward and goes, oh yeah, man, feel it! <laughs> and he skanks. All right, so as you guys are getting into the groove, you can see down in the auditorium, there's kind of the orchestra orchestra pit area that's been covered over and it's like the standing room part for people who want to jump around and whatnot and they've got a skanking circle going on they've got like (laughs) two skanking circles moving counter directions to each other and as you're looking down into the crowd let's have everybody roll to overcome with clever i got a plus four i got a plus four ned i swear my dice aren't loaded I got a plus three. Wow. Even in the midst of this intense skanking. So as you look down into the crowd, even though good old William the Dentist's son did roll pretty good, he got a plus three. That means that Harshnag and Calcifer, you both notice him, no worries. And you can see that William is down in the crowd and he's collected his bandmates towards him. And you see their little tooth golems. 
and they've all got like those dentist sort of headlamps on top of their heads and they're each carrying like little bits of dental equipment like one of them's got the hose one of them's got uh, the plaque scrapers and of course William himself has the keytar of drills and whatnot and you notice that he's handing each of them little bags and they're hiding them in their white dentist's sort of lab coats and they start interspersing throughout the crowd and there's a lot of handoffs going off like all throughout the auditorium. Ned? Yeah. I want to activate my device, which is going to send a magical surge through the keyboard. And if it's possible, I'd like all the drills to begin activating and shooting off and kind of whipping around through the air, hitting walls, hitting the ground, and flying all over the auditorium. Yeah. So I want to real, real quick resolve Zmei's tie. So you do still succeed, but at a minor cost. So you're up there skanking your heart out, and you are making kind of a show. So it's not too hard for William to like look up and notice that you once again are noticing him and his eyes narrow and it's like, this is too many times to be coincidence. <laughs> and you can see the gears kind of turning in his head. But at that moment, his keytar just explodes in a swarm of drills. And it's like Yondu's arrow, except there's a bunch of them and you can't control them. <laughs> and they're just flying all over the place. People are ducking and dodging and weaving. Everybody in the skanking circle just starts skanking even harder, trying to get out of the way of these <laughs> drills. And after a while, Mr. Werewolf gets onto the stage and he grabs the microphone from the singer of Brains with a Z. And he's like, okay, everybody, that's been real nice. We're going to have to call this off for the night due to health hazard reasons. And then one of the drills flies straight through the head of the microphone. And there's this big popping noise and a bunch of the amps blow out on the stage. And he just shouts over the din. He's like, yeah, everybody come back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to continue with the Battle of the Bands tomorrow, but we need to assess some damages real quick. Oh, gosh, there goes my entire budget. I guess we're not doing South Pacific this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I turn to Harshnag and Zmei and go, mm, that should buy us some time. William, you are dead to me. <laughs> Because I don't realize that Calciver did that. <laughs> William just ruined my chances with Jenny. I'm going to pummel William. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Roll to attack with forceful. But remember, it's with my wings <laughs> flapping him across the face. Oh yeah, gosh. he's going to try and defend with quick to see if he can dodge out of the way. Oh, he won't be. I got a plus four. He got a minus one. <laughs> Gonna use any fate points there, Ned? <laughs> um, you know what? I think in this moment, like you get down there and you start pummeling him across the face as hard as you can. He's like, no, no goodness. And he reaches into his bag. He's going to try and defend himself. He pulls out a big old Novocaine needle and he's gonna try and jab it into you to knock you out. But you, with your insanely good roll, you knock it so that he jabs it like into his own jaw and depresses the plunger and just shoots himself up full of Novocaine and his eyes just roll all around. He goes cross-eyed and he just passes out on the floor. Oh, that escalated a little quicker than I thought. Uh, see you, William. Peace out. He's going to try to nonchalantly back up as if no one saw him and just be like, 
dad doing the rock sign with his tongue out. Well, while this is going on, and before William can get carted away by his dentist minions, I was running after some Zemei to try and stop him, but then when I saw William was passed out, I was like, Whoa, a unique opportunity. And I'm going to try and, like, <laughs> rifle through their pockets. And, like, oh all right, can we find... Maybe maybe this isn't, like, maybe he's not the head of the supply chain. Maybe he's just a lackey. We got to get to the, the root. We got to get the root of this canal where the, all this contraband is funneling down from. And so I'm going to try and, like, rifle through everything as discreetly as I can in this mob. Yeah, so the tooth golems are converging on William to try and get him. So I'm going to need you to roll to overcome with quick to see if you can rifle through before they get here. I got a plus three. They got a flat zero. Wow. Uh, I'm actually going to even use invoke a fate point to invoke the blundering teddy bear aspect of uh, Harshnag to give me a plus two to the result as well. I'm blundering. I'm, I'm being so quick. I'm like ripping open his pockets and like instead of like reaching in with my massive fingers, I'm just like tearing open any hidden compartments or pockets to get a plus five if I can. Yeah, and so you're digging through and you find a whole bunch of candy bars that you can just feel like as you're kind of uh, feeling down the outside of the wrapper, irregularities, these are all tainted with produce. But as you're digging even further, uh, having succeeded with style, you tear open like a little hidden pocket inside of his lab coat and you find a little note folded up inside there. And I look down at William, who's now unconscious, and I go, Halloween PD is coming for you, and just run away. <laughs> All right. You get out just in time before the tooth golems come in. They grab William, and they put him on a gurney, and they start wheeling him out of the auditorium. And Mr. Werewolf is up there trying to stop some drills that are still flying around through the air. <laughs> Everything has gone complete mayhem, uh, leaving you guys pretty well covered to make an escape. I think we do that. Yeah, I'm gonna, let's get out of here. With a wink to Jenny. Yeah, I'm going to say go ahead and roll to overcome with Flashy to see how Jenny responds to all of this crazy stuff you've been doing. It's a plus one. Plus one. So you wink at Jenny, and Jenny looks at you, pretends to be nonchalant, but the gaze lingers just a little bit too long before Jenny's friends grab her and pull her out of the auditorium. All right. <laughs> Kelsifer, was was that you back there? Like, I, I think I took it out on William, but if it was you sabotaging him, that's... <laughs> Kind of cool. You think you took it out on William? <laughs> no, I'd say you definitely took it out on William. <laughs> well, I don't want to say anything self-incriminating, but maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And in my mind, I wink. But in your mind, I'm staring at you with two gaping skeleton <laughs> eye holes. <laughs> and you guys make it back out to your pumpkin mobile and you're able to ride off into the darkening night sky and Harshnag, you've got that note that you picked up along with all of the candy. Oh, yes. Sorry, I want to read that if we can. Yeah, so you open it up as you're driving away, making your escape, and you can see up at the very top, uh, this is a piece of stationery, and the letterhead at the top says, from the desk of Dr. Harlow Dunton, DDS, who you know to be the father of young William, the dentist's son. 
and it's a fairly simple note, doesn't say a whole lot. Basically it just says, scrawled in large letters, My son, we have been second class citizens in Halloween Town for too long. Today the school, tomorrow all of Halloween Town. Love, Papa. And that is where we're going to pick up next week. Man, we got some good ska, we got some good mayhem. You might have been a little hard on William there, Zmay, but... <laughs> you ripped apart his clothing! <laughs> you got him to shoot himself with a needle full of Novocaine. Well, who knows what other drill shot who. I, I was going to clarify that the magic makes sure the drills don't actually hit people, and then I was like... No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I am very endeared to Calcifer, and I almost keep calling you Benny because he reminds me of Benny, the cab driver from Halloween Town. Benny was definitely the inspiration. He's my favorite character. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Improv Tabletop this week, and we'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Halloween PD. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as the young teen boy who got a glance from his crush that was a little too long if you would go ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social with the handle at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImpTab setting or hashtag ImpTab aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. As always, we've got our sister podcast, iCast Fireball, and Thomas, I'm sure, will tell us more about that. But also this week, I would like to plug a musician. goes by the name of Dave Heatwave. He is a cosmic crooner landed on this planet from some far mysterious star realm. He looks like a luchador, but he sings like a man with a heart made of synthwave. If you're into the synthwave vibes, go check out Dave Heatwave and uh, enjoy just the nice vibes. It's good time. Thomas, you got anything that you would like to plug? Well, as always, we got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, where I take a turn as the dungeon master, and Ned joins us as a curious little kobold who everyone's still trying to figure out a little bit. Um, so if you like D&D, if you'd like uh, a continuous uh, adventure set within the realm, a uh, fantasy realm, go give us a listen and uh, share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. Right on, right on. Heather, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes, actually, Ned, I would like to plug trucker hats because I feel that in my heart they will never go out of style. <laughs> <laughs> they never fit my head, but they're great. Same thing over here. I'm more of a beanie kind of guy myself these days. Maybe someday I'll get myself a beanie that says I love to skank on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, everyone out there listening, uh, support our podcast, share it with your friends, and maybe one day if we can afford to start a merch line, you too can own an I Heart Skanking hat. <laughs> I I would buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's the call. That is the call to action. Make it happen. <laughs> Tell all your friends about us so that we're big enough to have a merch store so we can finally get that Trex is my spirit animal shirt and that Gentry is my co-pilot shirt that we talked about forever ago <laughs> and the I love to skank hat, the latest addition to the family. The ideas are <laughs> all there. We just need the seed money, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Evan, is there anything that you would like to plug? Well, sort of. Sort of an anti-plug. Um, after last week's um, piece of performance art, I'm kind of going off the grid for a little bit. Um, Caleb is a more powerful man than just his voice. Uh, and it turns out he he's not someone uh, that you want to cross. We did warn um, you. So, uh, unfortunately, the performance art's a little too high profile. And I don't really want to make my location known to him at this time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, laying low for a little bit until uh, until Caleb can can calm down a bit because he's he's got a notoriously hot temper you know out of everyone on this podcast. Mm. Caleb Anderton, Rage Machine, is what I call him. So yeah, I mean he's told me about his boxing regimens that he goes through, and he's he's a pretty built guy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So. Just, uh, just chilling it out right now. Very wise. You don't want to end up with a jaw full of Novocaine, as it were. <laughs> oh, that I could be like Calcifer and not have skin to puncture. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for joining us here in the world of Halloween PD. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Brower, dripping with acid. Heather Brower, in it for the money. And Evan Peterson, my skin is embarrassingly puncturable. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Oh, gosh, I need to move my cat before he knocks something over. Hey, dude. How about you? Ooh.